For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. On this episode of the And She Spoke podcast, we are talking about Twitter and a particular tweet that we found over the past few days that we want to share here on the podcast and dissect for all of you. Yeah, something different that we're trying because of the bank collapse. We've been on Twitter for seven days straight and we're seeing all these things. And Jenny found this one particular tweet that is really good. Like it's really good. So we thought we would just talk about this tweet. Never talked about a tweet before. (laughs) I don't think so. But I think that we're going to start talking about tweets because there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of really, really bad advice over on Twitter. And so I think it's worth just kind of like pulling some of these, I don't know, I don't know if you want to call them memes, but some of these like kind of very retweeted tweets apart and pull them apart and dissect like what is factually accurate, what is helpful in these kind of popular tweets, and then what is advice that we would recommend that you leave behind. So for those of you not on Twitter, bless you, stay off that place if you can. (laughs) We're spending increasingly time over there just because of the economy and the industry that one of our companies is in. And so we will take the wisdom that we glean over on Twitter and we will bring it here to you to share in a safe space on the podcast. All right. So Sandy, so this tweet that I shared with you is a tweet by Connor Flynn. I don't actually know who that person is and that's not what this episode is about. So we're not going to go into that, but it is a tweet about audience building and it's had a bunch of retweets and shares and stuff. So I think that this is important to share on our podcast because one of our signature offerings is our program Visible, and it's all about building visibility as a female creator. And it's so interesting to sort of see what the dude bros and the guys over on Twitter are talking about with respect to audience building and visibility. And we want to share kind of like what we agree with and what we don't. So anyway, I'll just read this one for everybody. So here is the entirety of it. It said, building an audience is simple. You build trust by sharing your losses. You build authority by sharing your wins. You build credibility by sharing how you got from point A to point B. Don't overcomplicate it. All right, Sandy, what is your hot take on this? I think as a tweet, this is a nice little summary of what it's like to build an audience. 
I think the breakdown of trust and authority and credibility is an interesting way to think about it. Like, as you say, we teach this stuff. I'm intrigued by thinking about your audience building as those three things, trust by sharing losses, authority by sharing wins and credibility by sharing how you got from point A to point B. I think it might just like for some of our clients just be like, oh, to break it down to those three different ways is like very, very compelling. Yeah, I think so. The way that it fits into visibility, into our visible framework for those of you in our programs, that obviously like when you're coming up with your ideas, once you've selected your content pillars and you're going through that exercise to come up with your quarterly or yearly kind of topics, your beacon content topics, like these are the kinds of things to be thinking about. Like you obviously want to establish yourself as a thought leader. So like building in these ideas into your work would be helpful. But I think this is kind of a gross oversimplification of audience building. I think it takes away, sure, it's nice to say this this is all you need to do. It's so simple, but it takes away the mechanics of like, okay, but where do you do this? How do you do this? How often do you do this? How vulnerable should you be? Like all of that is kind of missing from this framework. So I think it's just like a gross oversimplification. And then the other thing that really stuck out to me with this was that like this is very true for someone who is building an audience of people who are doing exactly what they're doing. So for example, like how you get from point A to point B, like for lots of us, that's not necessarily relevant to our audience. And so that's not going to help us build it. Like I'm thinking about a lot of the folks in our audience, like in the health and wellness sector, we obviously have a a large following of people in, in that sector. You need to build trust so those people can understand your expertise, but they don't all necessarily want to become nutritionists or yoga teachers. Like they want to learn from you, but they're not trying to emulate your business, right? So I think like... You have to figure out, are you someone who is building an audience in a business-to-business capacity? Are you trying to teach other businesses or become a thought leader for other businesses? Or are you serving consumers? Are you serving people who are benefiting in their personal capacity from what you do and how you share your expertise? Like, I think like the trust by sharing your losses, for example, like if I was a nutritionist, even though my audience doesn't want to be a nutritionist, they will like to hear like how I screwed up when I went to Mexico and ate all the cheese in the world and like lose, like lost, right? My fails or my struggles are relevant to them. And I think you get so much credibility when you share those moments of failure and like mistakes. And then the authority by sharing your wins, you can say like, I came home from Mexico and did this cleanse or whatever, you know, this is how I recovered then that's why you have credibility. That's actually a great point. I totally agree with that. I was thinking of it more like, I don't care how my naturopath, I don't want to like focus on her telling her the losses that she has in her career, for example. Like that's not interesting to me, but I get it like in the capacity of her own health. Like if she's talking about her health and her personal story, then I can see how that fits in. Yeah, totally. I think part of this is just being really focused on who your audience is and what information is actually useful to them and just being really laser focused on that with respect to these concepts. I think that makes a ton of sense. One of the other things that I thought was really helpful about this tweet is that like it breaks audience building down into three steps. And so like we have our own like step-by-step process too. And I think that that's 
useful for people, especially when they're just starting out to like take this thing that's totally overwhelming, like building a following on the internet and to break it up into like very simple concepts. I thought that that was something that this person did really well on Twitter. And I think people tend to do that really well on that platform just because they have so little space to kind of condense little bits of knowledge and what they're saying. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Like, I think a lot of our clients, Invisible, they struggle with like, why would anyone listen? Like in the beginning when they're new, their question always is like, why would anyone follow me or listen to me or buy from me or read this blog post that a hundred other people, like there's literally a thousand blog posts about this particular topic. And I think this little framework is a great example of how your unique experience and, you know, therefore your unique voice this is what happened to me. This is how I recovered. And this is how I got the result I want. Like only you can tell it from your own personal experience, right? So I think that's for people who are new, your loss, your win is only yours. Like it's only your story to tell. So yeah, sure. There may be a ton of people who are like, don't eat cheese because, (laughs) but there's only you in Mexico there's only you who can talk about how you recovered and how you responded and rebounded and, and learned and you know went forward. That's such a good point. And I'm thinking about also how this fits into our framework too, for those clients that are listening in our beacon content planner, like we have a template for outlining the content you're producing every week for your thought leadership. And there's a whole section here where we want you to like integrate your own personal story, like either facts from something, some resources that you found or your own personal story and experiences into that piece of weekly content. These three kind of points are good questions to ask yourself with every single outline that you're preparing for your weekly content is like, have you thought about your wins? Have you thought about your losses? Have you thought about like that journey from A to B? Like that will help you, I think, to trigger memories or ideas of what to incorporate into those pieces. And I can even see like if you are writing a blog post, like that could be the outline, like what happened, what what was the loss, what was the win and how I got me to be. But it also could be three pieces of content, depending on what you're actually talking about that you could lead from. Like here, I'm going to share my loss, tune in next week where I'm going to talk about how I recovered. And then, you know, like you can like lead them to the next one. It's like a nice little three piece series. Trilogy is the word, Sandy. (laughs) Trilogy. Trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really smart. You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. Part of this is a hedge against like AI also because, yeah, the robots can't compete with your personal story. Like they can try to write something, right? But like so much, I think we're going to see more and more content on the internet, obviously written by AI over the coming months and years. Like we will get to a point where the vast majority of everything on the internet is written by a machine. And so this is also your way of hedging against that and protecting 
the little empire of your business by making it something that is like, like not robotic, like you're humanizing your work in a way that is hard for like a non-sentient being to compete with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I don't know that enough people are thinking like that, like this chat GPT is just this over there, but I do think it's going to be increasingly part of our businesses or interrupting our businesses or influencing over the next months and years. Oh yeah. It's going to be everywhere all the time this year. I would say. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It can operate at a speed far faster than the human brain can operate and a human can write. Like I think the creator economy this year will start to become dominated in a way by the AI. And I think that In some ways, that's really great because like the way that I've heard it talked about now, this is becoming a podcast about AI, but I think that's fine. (laughs) The way that I've heard it talked about is like the AI writing tools, for example, are going to displace all the mediocre copywriters, writing content writers, like can do better or just as well as anyone who's mediocre, right? So it's going to start to create more and more of a separation between like the winners and the losers because the people who are genius at copywriting, and we know some of those people, that like robots can't touch that, right? Like there's a, an element of like, at least not yet. Maybe we'll get there, Sandy, you know, where there's enough examples out there where they can start to like imitate humor and I don't know, humanity in such a way that we won't recognize it, but it's not there yet. So I think at least for the time being, you as a creator who's producing content for the internet can benefit. Like your humanity is one of your greatest assets and your ability to be unique and share your own story and your own truth. Like that is going to set you apart, which is amazing. Yeah, no, I think that those kind of questions are going to seep into our minds just like it is for the beginner entrepreneur who's starting to think about being visible and speaking out and like, who's going to read this? And now it's going to be like, who's going to read this? And all the bots are writing this stuff anyway. So to keep that in the forefront of our mind that, yeah, like we just, we still just need to be human and tell our own personal stories. Yeah. And say something that matters. Like it's kind of amazing, right? Because for years and years, like our entire business life, like the entire, so 10 years for each of us about in the online business world, like there's been this pressure to produce written content like these, like blogging is its own kind of way of writing, but it's like very formulaic and it's honestly like pretty boring (laughs) if I'm being honest, like the kinds of blogging that has been rewarded and like SEO optimized for many, many years. And like now there's no reason for a person to do that anymore because like robot's going to do it and everyone's going to have a little robot doing that for them. And so there's no need to kind of like write this crappy stuff anymore. So now like everything that people are doing is going to have to be better than that and more interesting than that. And that's kind of like a gift for both the creators and the audiences, right? Because they're like, there's no incentive anymore for someone like us to write like should I have a personal Instagram account for my business or a business Instagram account, right? Which we have for years ranked number one for that piece of content in our other company. And like, None it's kind of, of a relief. want to write that kind of stuff. Like, no, it's yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> we never have to write anything like that ever again. That's kind of amazing. But I don't know. At least that's my take on it is I try to see it like as a positive thing. Yeah. And I think like this last point that we haven't really talked too much about in, in uh, Connor's tweet is like, don't overcomplicate it. And so I think that is just 
a really great reminder too that this shouldn't be that hard and we shouldn't stress out about it despite all the AI influences about to come upon us. Like, let's just put the work out there and attract and gather the people around us who are our perfect quintessential clients so that when we launch, you have people that are interested in buying what your program is, right? It's not any more complicated than that. Yes. I mean, this is such a good segue. I don't know when this episode is going to go live. I think it's after our webinar, but we're <laughs> we're going to be talking about the three-step process in our webinar that is like s- simplifying online business. And I think that the essence of what we say in all of our work is really just serve your people. Like do good by your people and you will gather a bigger and bigger audience. Like if you are putting out work that matters and you are selling something that matters, like you'll be fine. Like you just have to actually have results and you have to do meaningful stuff. And like, again, that's a relief. There's no hidden game in in the business world and in the online business world. If you are selling something that has a meaningful impact in people's lives, like you're going to be okay because people, (laughs) there's a reason people have been buying it so far. And that same reason people will continue to buy it. So it's like, it just takes all of the garbage mystery out of all of this. It's just like, are you doing important work and affecting people's lives? Great. Let's talk about that work and let's get more and more people to find out about it. That's it. That's when you need to build. Takes, yeah, that is. That is <laughs> takes everything yeah. out. All right. Well, I think we should do more of these like dissecting dude, bro marketing tips because we certainly look at them a lot. And I think that there's often some wisdom and nuggets of truth out there, but people like us tend not to want to look at that stuff. Like, I just want to put my hands over my eyes and say, like, look away, look away. <laughs> Cause just the entire industry is kind of gross. And I don't, again, don't know this guy and who he is, but I do think he's got some wisdom here. So we will try to find those nuggets of wisdom and bring them to you here on this show when we find them. Okay, let's go to joy. You got the joy. All right. So the joy that I have is a recommendation that I saw in Austin Cleon's newsletter of late, and it is Kevin Kelly's new book. It's available on pre-order, but I believe Austin has already read it and recommends it. So I love both of them as writers and thinkers. And so I already have pre-ordered this book myself. It's coming out May 2nd. So it's a book called Excellent Advice for Living, Wisdom I Wish I'd Known Earlier by Kevin Kelly. And we'll, of course, include a link in the show notes for this. And for those of you who have followed us for any length of time, you know that we are both obsessed with Kevin Kelly's article on a thousand true fans, which has essentially defined the way that we think about business and the way that we teach business. And so honestly, everything that this man writes that I've ever read has just been like filled with tremendous amounts of wisdom. He's kind of like a Seth Godin to me, and I know they're also friends. And I just encourage you, if you're looking for a little wisdom, I, again, haven't read it yet because I don't have the galleys, but I've pre-ordered it, and I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I bet that's going to be great. We'll do a whole, whole episode on that, I'm sure. Okay, and then this week's Hustle is a phone app called Captions. And what it does is you can record your video on your phone, run it through this app, and it will add captions to your video. And you can make the words like, there's a whole bunch of different templates for the captions. And you can like highlight the word as the one that's actually being spoken or heard in that moment. There's all sorts of things you can do. 
It is really, really good, like incredibly accurate for the transcription. So the reason that you would want to do this is if you want to use your reels on Instagram, for example, for posting, for boosting on like for paid ads, you can't do it if you use music or filters or stickers or any kind of those elements, you cannot use those for ads. So it's really great to be able to record a video outside of the app, have the original file, add your own captions, make them, they're way better than the ones at Instagram ad, I think, because they are really eye-catching and visually different than what everyone else is doing. And then it just, it's part of the original video. So Instagram thinks it's like, it's just a video. It's not like using any trademarked whatever from inside the app. Also, even if you're not doing paid ads, I think it's really interesting because it's just, it just looks different in the feed. Like you stand out and you can choose different colors for the the highlight of the words and different font and everything. So I, I used to pay my son to do this for us like last year and he would painstakingly like write out the words as we were speaking them and, and put little stickers and stuff. So anyway, I think it's good. The only downside in Canada, it's like $13, $14 a month, which is kind of an expensive app. So in the US, it's probably like 10 bucks a month. So that's the only thing, but I think I'm going to buy it and then like unsubscribe and then just like use it when I actually need it in launches and stuff like that. Okay. I will download that. Yeah. Like that used to be something, like you said, like last year you had to do by hand. This is again, like I'm sure the AI coming into play where all of the little AI tools are taking away all this like crap work that none of us wanted to do or wanted to pay anyone to do. And so I think like, yes, the robots are coming to eat us and alive, but like, let's dance on the way out. Like, let's just have a party with it on the way out and enjoy it as we can. I mean, it's terrifying. Like, I was talking with my husband and I was also like DMing back and forth with our CTO about like some of the newer AI tools in the last, like since ChatGBT4 came out. And the image generator ones in particular are like terrifying to me because you can say like, show me an image of, and this is one of the examples that our CTO sent me, like show me an image of women in the 1960s on a yacht and what it would look like with Fuji film with this aspect ratio. And the women are wearing silk Chanel dresses. And like, I kid you not, I cannot tell that it's not a photo. And it's like terrifying that we're not going to know what's real and not real really soon. And maybe it was already like that. But like democracy really relies on people having open access to the same information. And I just think that like that criteria is gone. So this is like a separate conversation that like sort of the underpinnings of what is needed for like kind of democratic societies is disappearing with these tools. Because like you're not going to be able to tell like was that video of that person doing that crime true or not? Like it's terrifying. So again, but that's like not the business context. Like if we put our blinders on to the entirety of what's happening with the robots, we can start to see the benefits in the business world. And I hope, hope, hope that human beings come together in a way to properly regulate these things or at least come up with tools that can like be able to tell if they're AI generated or not. That's my rant and my fear. I'm sharing it publicly. You heard it here first. All right. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks, everyone. All right. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at 
at heymarvelous.com. 